You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Well, it's uh, 9.32 p.m. South African time. Somebody says, Ustad, is Turkey really worried about Palestine or are they still trading with Israel, Ustad? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I am no supporter of any of these Muslim leaders and so, but the current crop that we have, then I'll tell you this much, Urdugan is much better than MBS and MBZ and all these kings and haramis and all of them. You see, you must understand Turkey. Turkey got communists there. They got secularists there. And you must remember, Turkey's economy is running at a 40% plus inflation. So that is what they do. He has love for Islam. He has love for true Islam. He has love for ulama. He has love for them. But he can't do things alone. You need your cabinet. He has to look at the back that these guys might topple him. The army might topple him. You know how things go and so forth. So Imran Khan was running there and he was doing things. We don't say it was good, but better than what all these current guys are doing. Then you saw they brought growth of no confidence, gave every guy million dollars, million whatever it is, and they sold it, and then they had that. So that's why he's walking the tightrope and so forth. Yes, they got ties, they got flights, everything, you must remember, to Tel Aviv and so forth and so on. So you can't change things there. But at least one thing he's doing, he tells them that you are committing crimes against this, and Hamas are not terrorists. America is putting pressure on him. Call them terrorists. He say, I won't call them terrorists. So you must remember for a Muslim ruler nowadays to turn against these guys is a big thing. And he plays his cards well. He's got good ties with Russia and with America in the sense that he knows how to speak to them and so forth. But we make dua that the Turkish can start the revolution in the sense that they mobilize another five, ten countries and then they all must attack Israel. Then let the world war start. Then Israel can get wiped out. So that is how the thing can change and then the Islamic empire will start again, inshallah. Let's know know how true is this Ustad? That at the Durban beachfront at the moment, the pro-Israel movement putting the names of the hostages on the beach towels, Ustad? Yes, people sent it to me and all that. You must go there and take all the towels away. It's all Malik Hanimat. So you must remember that. Go there, hundred of you. So you guys from Levin of the soccer team, my bodyguards, <laughs> you, you must go there and take all the Jutla's towels away. So you I understand? Have... That is our this thing. Malik Hanimat is booty for us there. So they murder our people and then they want to put towels there and so forth and so forth. When nobody is looking, you take it away. So you must remember this. So one day I tell you my story, right? So you must remember. So I was in Newcastle 20 years. So I go whenever I come to Heidelberg, even now, like Friday I was there. So whenever I come, I must go to the graveyard. So I see that somebody put some clothing and chadar and I don't know what and what there on some graves and this and all that. So I looked left, right, I didn't see anybody. I took everything away, then I drove a graveyard and I want to dump it there in the river there. So the one guy came by me, he said that, yeah, you know what, I put something there. And then somebody stole it. I said, yeah, must be some crooks, they stole it. <laughs> but all the time, today I'm confessing to it, you understand? Allah. So that you call Amr bin Maruf Nainil Munkar, you must remember this. So you Muslim guys, you are big lifesavers, you are this, you are this and all that. Go 20, 50, 100 guys. If the towels are still there, take it away. You must remember, say it's not your father's property, this. So you must remember this, you're causing obstruction and this and all that. And you must say we go donate it there in Kwamashu and all this things here. Yeah. We'll give donation to them. You don't <laughs> take it for yourself, you say we give it to the poor people.
So you must do that, no problem. I've got a letter Masoud from Heidelberg. He says, Muftisab, I'm 11 years old. I also want to be part of Muftisab's bodyguard. He says, Be dumb, be ruh, nafdi kayak. So I'm stuck. MashaAllah. You know, one thing was strange in Heidelberg when I went, I saw a lot of youngsters, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, and they're coming and making salam and they're all laughing and smiling. And yesterday in a majlis also, when I left the majlis, I was going there to, to Hazrat Muftisab's room. One youngster came and he was running and he said, Make dua for me. So I tell you, how many powders you have? He said, Five. Say make dua. So I put my hand by his heart and I said, You must read Ya Kaviyu, Ya Kaviyu. Inshallah, you'll become good office. Then I made his day for him. So we must create the spirit Allah in our Allah. youngsters. Remember, see, 11 year old Masood. Masood, Allah Ta'ala bless you, bless your parents, mashallah. Every day read to Rakat Namaz and say, Allahumma ajalna or alni, make me ajalna, make us minal maqbulin. Accept us for your deen, Ya Allah. You buy the cow, dunya or the milk comes itself. <laughs> make effort for deen, dunya will come at your feet. See, 11 guys want to protect that all that. And plus, we got the mascot now. <laughs> so the soccer team with the mascot. What do you say, Masood? <laughs> I've got uh, Bobby. He says that, AK, you heard the palace in turmoil. Queen Camilla gives King Charles divorce ultimatum. It's over between us. Bobby, who's that? I told you. You're not hearing me, Bobby. That's your trouble, Bobby. <laughs> Whenever I took her name, then I told you she's a chameleon. I never said Camilla. I always mm. said chameleon. So why? When she, oh, Charles, you saw Charles' ears, how it looks. You must remember that. So she, see, Diana also felt, fell for the money and the name and fame and that. But she was a virgin, right? And Charles said she got very smart looks and that and all that. So then she came in there. One year, okay, fine. So the first child, they say, is Charles' child. The second guy who came, they're not sure who's the father. Because if you look at his features and hair, then Diana was taking riding lessons, horses, you know, mm. but we don't know who's the father, whether the horse rider or whether <laughs> Charles. So we see, that's the big problem there. So then that marriage fell apart. But Charles was also busy that time committing adultery. You must remember that. He got busy. She was busy with that Ewart guy, that horse guy, and she was. he was busy with the chameleon. So Allah, this is Khabis people this. You must understand Bob, Khabis. Mm. Quran is saying, go Bob, you go to Quran you just google it there right and translation and go to chapter 24 verse 26 the immoral the immodest and the satanic people they will be attracted to one another so he was busy with a chameleon whilst he was married to Diana and therefore the youngster of his is very upset with him you must remember that you the one you stole my mother everything and so forth anyway so you must remember now that if it's true what you are saying to me it's not surprising whole lot of them haramis Clinton was busy with that Monica when I entered the White House I went right inside 
uh, before 9-11 in 2000. So they took us for a tour and us. Uh, so then they had question time. I picked up my hand, but my wife pulled it back. She said, hey, I know you're going to ask the fine. I want to ask him, just tell me which room of Clinton was busy with Monica. They're all Haramis. You must remember these kind of things here. You see, there's Biden. So they must remember that it is alleged that he even committed rape and all these kind of things here. So they're all Haramis. To me, it's not surprising. You must remember that. Somebody says, my dearest Mufti Saab, when there is a mayot at the house, why do the men stand in front of the house? It becomes so difficult for the woman to go in the, in the house. They have to pass the men, let the men stand one side. Ustad. 100%. The men got no business to be there. The men must go sit in a masjid, go sit in the, another person's house, go do, do reading. They will talk about cars, talk about rugby, talk about cricket, talk about this guy's wife or that guy's son and daughter. Like that. They're wasting time right in the graveyard also. They're busy with their cell phone. Excellent. 100% you're correct. So remember that what the men are doing is a disgrace you must remember this even the mort and the mayid don't so wake them up tomorrow we will be the janaza then what will happen and so forth we in this world just for a sojourn a temporary stay and then death will strike so definitely you are right but you see what we need to do say this mayid in your house your men and the molana must have the arrangements done you must remember this so I remember that my cousin passed away in Durban so it was a Friday, Gora passed away. So we flew down and went there and so forth. So they had very good arrangements there. They had for the woman one side and the men one side and so forth. No real mix-up and so forth. And then when I went inside, I took the two sons, Abdul Qadir and Feroz and so forth. And I told them that, see, this is your father. You must kiss his forehead and so forth. This is Sunnah of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi And then I called the family members. I said, take all the ladies out before I come. I don't want anybody there. So when I went in there, then I said that, see, the body you got, it is not 100% right. Understand this, Masla, that when this mayit, then the head should face the Qibla. And how we sleep the Sunnah way, that is how, how we put the mayit in the grave, that the head and the body will face the Qibla. So that is how you should keep it in the house. The legs facing, you must remember the Qibla is Jaiz. We don't say it's not Jaiz, but it's not preferred. Preferred is that the head and the body should face the Qibla. So that is how we should place it there. So all these are finer points and we should learn all these type of things. Somebody says, I am 77 years old. I am looking for a wife who start. I have never been married. Please, Mufti Saab, find me one before you find one for Brother Suleiman. My name is Mustafa Ustad. So he is 37 and you for 77. <laughs> Subhanallah, your one leg is in the grave, Baba. You are past six already. What the wife is going to do with you? So you must remember this type of things here. So you want them for company and so forth. Allah alone knows. My advice to you now, leave all this. Read, read what Quran says. فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرُ Read, my brother. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi. Astaghfirullah. 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 I don't know how rich you are. So if you are very rich, then a lady will come. She, her intention is not to marry you. She's just waiting. And months of dwarf as other months of brood. She just wants to inherit your money and so forth. So, Baji, very bad decision. Allah will give you hur one time, ten cause meal and the last cause will be intercourse in Jannah. I've got, uh, I see everyone wants to be your bodyguard. Now I've got brother Javid from Pakistan, Ustad. He says, I'm very scared. 
بہت خطرناک ہو جاوید اللہ تعالیٰ لمبی زندگی دے آپ کو میں تو پاکستان میں تھا آپ کی پیدائش سے پہلے چوہتر سے لے کر اسی تک میں کراچی میں تھا میرے بھائی جاوید آپ کی پیدائش تو اس کی بات کی ہے تو الحمد اللہ تعالیٰ حفاظت فرماتے ہم تو ہر روز دعا کرتے ہیں فلاح خیر حافظ ارحم الرحمین چیپٹر ٹویلو سکسٹی فور سو جاوید بھائی سے پاکستان سنڈے Why according to? Did you ever wonder about that, my sister Claire? Then what are their surnames? Does anybody know? Go to your pastor, go to your priest, go to your pope and ask him, why is the according written there? Why are there no surnames written there? You see these people, not one of them met Jesus. And therefore, there are so many contradictions in the Bible. So they all wrote it 100, 200, 300, 400 years after Jesus. And the real gospel that was speaking the truth, the gospel of Barnabas, that they hid it away and they said it's a fake. But that's the original one, the correct one. So that is what you should know. Last point I want to tell you, Claire. You are 40, 45 years old. You're in Balito and you're looking at the ocean and so forth to India. swimming day in the Indian Ocean. So be that as it may. I want to tell you a story. You must listen carefully, right? We under apartheid, there is a sheikh, a person, Mr. Ahmad Didat. He passed away, rahimahullah. So he was an expert in the Bible and we should debate with the Christians and so forth. So he took, you must make a note of this, my sister, that he went to Ezekiel. You know, Ezekiel is a chapter there in the Bible. So go to Ezekiel and there's a sub-chapter, two adulterous sisters. So he went to Ezekiel, two adulterous sisters, all the numbers there, one, two, three, four. He expunged it, removed it, and so forth. Under South African apartheid, not now. Those days we had the census board. So he sent it to the census board and said, this is an article. And what is your verdict on this issue? 
On the census board, they had two predicants, two dominis, two priests. But they don't but they don't buy heart. They can't buy heart it. We Muslims, you show us straight away, we will tell you whether it's a Quranic verse or not, because we Hafiz, we memorize it with Allah's help and mercy. 6,236 verses, 114 chapters. And remember, millions of people, and in Christianity, not one person has memorized it. In Judaism, not one has memorized it. So my sister Claire... That Ezekiel was presented to them with the two adulterous sisters. The South African census board said, this is pornography. So he went to Sunday Tribune and showed them this. They carried the article. I still got it in my archives. So you must remember, under apartheid, the census board said that your Bible of today, which has brought about additions, omissions, interpolations, is pornography, my sister Claire. So you got it now? I give you two more examples. we in November and you, my sister, you're going to tell your children and family 25th is Christmas. Look, Christmas. You see, all lies. I've been to Palestine five times. Palestine, winter, December is midwinter. Jesus, peace be upon him, was born in summer. The Quran speaks of it. The Bible speaks of it. Go look in Luke and you will find in the Bible that the people, remember, were taking out their animals for grazing and all that. They won't do that in winter. It was summertime, my sister. Nowhere in the Bible is it mentioned 25th December. Who brought all this? Paul. He was a Jutla, Saul. So Saul says he saw a dream and he became Paul and he hijacked the whole Christian religion just like Zionism hijacked the whole Judaism. So you must know that. Then Easter. Again, they make you all fools. They tell you that Jesus was crucified. Good Friday. So see, I give you a sister from the Bible. Go to Matthew. They tell you there in Matthew that he, Jesus, will be three days in the belly. So they tell you that Jonah was three days. Jonah was three days in the belly of the fish. And Jesus will be three days in the belly of the earth. You got it, my sister? I'm paraphrasing it. So, three days in the belly of the fish, that is who? Jonah, Yunus alayhi salam. And three days in the belly of the earth, Jesus, Nabi Isa alayhi salam. So let's count. So you Christians say, we reject all this. You say he was crucified Friday. Then Friday night, he was put there in the Holy Safalka, right? Then Saturday. Then Saturday night. So it is one day and two nights. Sunday morning when Mary Magdalene comes, the tomb, the grave is empty. So where's three days, three nights? You see how the Bible is lying, contradictions. So therefore, my sister, that you must remember your Pope and all of them and your priests, they're taking you for a big ride, you must remember. Your Easter is a fabrication. Your Christmas is a fabrication. Your Bible is a fabrication. Not one of them met him, you must remember. Therefore, my sister Claire, they have so many different versions of the Bible that even the virgins are confused. Now what you say, my sister Claire. Uh, sister Claire wants to know, Ustad, if you could add her to the group and uh, non-Muslim sisters allowed as well to be in your group, Ustad? Anybody is allowed, my sister. You send me a message now and not tonight. I'm very tired now and tomorrow I will send it to you. So my number, my cell number is, you send me a WhatsApp message. If you want to put your name, put your name. You want to remain anonymous, anonymous remain anonymous. I have no problem. Whether it's Muslim, whether it's non-Muslim, whether it's 
atheists, anybody all welcome. So you must come onto the group and we will send it to you. You must send me a WhatsApp, my sister, 071-888-1184. And inshallah, but you must have that sincere desire, the quest for truth. My sister Jessie, she had that. She asked me a question. I answered her. She was happy with the grace and mercy of Allah. She said, make me Muslim now and now. I was going to rush for prayer. I still made it for prayer with the help when we made her with Allah's help, Zulaikha. So you, Clay, you must have that sincere desire that you are searching for the truth and then Allah will guide you to the truth. Inshallah, we make dua for you. We pray Ameen. for you, my sister. Amin, Amin, Tum Amin. Ustaz, we would like to know who were the true inhabitants of Palestine throughout the ages from Hazrat Adam alayhi salam. Ustaz, remember that when we study Quran Sharif, the, the Quran means the direct speech of Almighty Allah. When we study the Sunnah Nabawiyah, Sunnah Mubarakah, the teaching, preaching of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi this is what we believe in and is authentic 100%. Quran Kareem teaches us, inna awwala bayti hudiya linnasi lalladhi bibakkata mubaraka wa hudal lil alameen. That the first house of worship that was established, erected and established and so forth was the Baytullah, the Kaaba Musharrafa, what you non-Muslims call the black cube there in Makkah. You see people going round and round. So Almighty Allah speaks of this in chapter 3, Surah Al-Imran and verse number 96. Chapter 3, verse 96. Who built it? Who was the Bani and Mabani? The first person to build it, Nabi Adam Abu Dhar anhu is a reporter, is a Ravi, and he says, Ya Rasulullah, which masjid mosque was the first on the earth? Masjidul Haram, the Baytullah, the Kaaba, they in Makkah. Then which one? Al Masjidul Aqsa. So Masjid Al-Aqsa is in Jerusalem. Al-Quds, Baytul Maqdis, Baytul Muqaddas. What is the duration between the two? So it is 40 years. So Baytullah, the first builder and person who established it was Adam, peace be upon him. After 40 years, he went there to Jerusalem and he laid the foundation, everything of Masjid Al-Aqsa and the 36 acres and whatever else. So it shows from day one, from time immemorial, that it belongs to the Muslims. No prophet messenger came as a Jew, as a Christian, as a Buddhist, as a fire worshiper, as a Hindu. No. Every messenger came and his religion was always Islam. So therefore, from day one, it belongs to the Muslims. Somebody says, Ustad, I'm feeling very tired every day. No energy. Feeling mentally and physically exhausted. Is there any dua to read to better my energy, Ustad? So you must remember, my brother, the problem with you is threefold. You don't have self-discipline, one. You don't have a timetable, two. And three, that you only eat, eat. For your physical body, but you're not, you're malnourished as far as your spirit, your soul goes. So take out every day. Start reading your five daily salat in the masjid. So you learn discipline. And then make your timetable, everything around your salat. And then sleep 15 minutes, half an hour in the afternoon. 
and then night time you sleep four hours five hours six hours and then you will be rejuvenated and after fajr don't sleep authentic hadith in Tirmidhi Ya Allah give barakah blessing to my ummah in the early part of the morning like myself every day I'm awake so I go sleep after I finish all my work what I want to do for the three four hours then I go sleep one hour half an hour so you must remember these things yeah so you must have your timetable you must have your five time daily salat on time and you must take out zikrullah read Quran Sharif every day 20 minutes 15 minutes make zikrullah and then Allah will give you physical energy and spiritual energy my brother who's that is a brother from South Africa he says that I was once a millionaire now I lost everything in the fire of this up. I never kept my money in the bank due to interest charges. Should I end my life or beg in the streets? My pride does not allow me to beg. Ustad, anonymous. My brother, I don't believe your story. Why I don't believe your story? Because your story is not true. Listen to your words. You said you're a millionaire, multi-millionaire, but you never kept your money in the bank because of interest. Since when do they charge you interest for depositing money? Which bank does that? You talk nonsense, man. Show me which bank charges you interest when you deposit money. So who are you fooling? You see, you're not a straight person. So therefore, Allah is punishing you. You are too arrogant. You are too proud. And you thought you can do whatever you want to. So rags to riches. You see how you lie now? You tell me, no, you want to play that you're the pious guy. I didn't put my money in the bank because of interest. What nonsense you're talking? They don't charge you interest for that. And if you say that, no, I didn't want to receive interest. So you could open an account without interest. You could open an account with interest and give out the money and all that to the poor. So I don't believe your story. <laughs> now you just want sympathy and you want, I must say, that people must give you zakat. Mm. I will tell them not to give you a cent. That's what I'll say. <laughs> He says, I rest my case. I will yeah. never listen to you again, Ustad. Don't listen, because I hit you properly the nail on the head. Ustad, is the destruction of Masjid Al-Aqsa a major sign of Qiyamah, Ustad? So you must remember, Masjid Al-Aqsa will stay, inshallah. Allah, Jalla wa Allah, has promised in the Quran that in Ahsantum, Ahsantum li'anfusikum wa in Asa'atum falaha. Go read chapter 17, verse 7. Then Allah will let the Muslim army come and they will destroy the Jutlas and the enemies and this is still going to happen. <laughs> Every Muslim wake up. We're ending now. Kuri chapter 17 beginning of the 15 Jews 15 Supara and go read Surah Bani Israel. Go read in the ending chapter 17 verse 104. <laughs> when the ending time comes we'll bring the Jutlas from here and there. They come from Europe, from America, South Africa Africa, from Nepal, from India, from here and there. So why must Jesus, Isa, Salam run around? No. Why must Hamas run around? No. Bring them there. We fix them up there. We say, Jutla, you freck, O Jutla. That is what we will do. And that's what Quran is saying. Chapter 17, verse 7. Then the final promise will come. The Muslim army will disfigure your faces. 
Waliya, you see already the Jutlas are saying they're fighting ghosts. Waliya dukhulul masjid kama dakhaluhu awwala marra and they will enter Masjid al-Aqsa as they entered the first time with jihad. No, all this Mahmud Abbas and all these hypocrites and shaitan. Talk here, talk here, wasting time. And the arrogance the Jutlas got because America, Europe is with them. Waliya tabbiru ma'alaw tatbira and Allah will crush their arrogance. Three things. One, they will disfigure their faces. That's what Hamas is doing now. And then they will enter Masjid al-Aqsa with jihad. And third one, they will crush their pride and arrogance. Chapter 17, verse 7. Hadith Sahih, authentic saying of Prophet Muhammad, Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la taqoom usa'ah, qiyama, final day will not come. Hatta yuqatil al-Muslimun al-Yahud. The Muslims will fight the Jews. And in the Muslims, 90% 80% will be non-Arab. The Arab, ayhum qalilun yawma idin. There will be very few that time there. So you must remember this, so there will be the Muslim army. Mm. And then, fayaktulahum, and they will defeat the Jutlas. Hatta yaktabi al-Yahudi yukhalf al-Hajar wa Shajar. The Jutla Harami will run the refuge and sanctuary behind the trees and behind the stone. But the stone and the tree also hates the Jutla. And the tree and the stone will speak Hey, Ta'al, Ya Abdullah, O Muslim, come, come, Khalfi Yahudi and Yahudi, that behind me is a terrorist, is a Jutla. Faktulhu, you must neutralize him, dispatch him straight to Jahannam. Illa al-Gharqad, fa'innahu min shajar al-Yahud. Except the Gharqad tree, because this tree belongs to the Jews. So they're planting the Gharqad tree everywhere, Jerusalem and Haifa and Beersheba and all that. Nothing is going to help you. You're losing now and and you're going to lose the whole of Israel, Ameen. and we're going to take over, inshallah, inshallah. So, O Muslim, before you sleep, make dua, read two rakat salat now before you sleep, or make intention, wake up two, three o'clock, and read tahajjud salat, and say, Allahumma alayka bil yahudi zalimin, al-muhtallin, al-ghasibin, al-mal'unin, ya Allah, you decimate and destroy these juttas and haramis, Allahumma ahsi Allahumma saddid ramyahum Allahumma saddid ramyahum Oh Allah let Hamas hit the targets in Tel Aviv and wherever so that is what we want and it will happen inshallah we leave you with that message and next up is my brother Hafiz Yusuf Kala and thereafter you will have one more time I'm a grapevine in Palestine I want it first my brother Lukola I'm a grapevine in Palestine that's a wonderful number and then Hafiz Yusuf Kala Inshallah, and thereafter, Inshallah, will be the Urdu lecture by Mona Adil Bahadur of Pakistan. Shariat ke ahkam, the laws of Islamic law, the Sharia. Tomorrow, Inshallah, four o'clock, Mona Arafat, Junaid Mota, and them all will be here. And Azan will go at five past four, ten past four, twelve past four. I'll be down, and we will start the program. Inshallah, Aziz. Salaamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Well, up next, we're going to hear that I'm a grapevine. Thereafter, Mulana Hafiz Kala Saib. Thereafter, inshallah, the Urdu lecture. See you guys tomorrow morning. Same time, same place on our program, As Safina to Ilal Jannah. Allahumma hadina wa hadibina wa hadina sa jami'a. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.